Do you want a cash-flowing portfolio that lets you live a life of freedom? Sunsets and palm trees on your terms. Your host, Corey Peterson, is a rags-to-riches real estate millionaire who started with no money or credit and quickly grew a multi-million dollar portfolio of cash-flowing apartments. You're only one deal away from creating the cash flow life, and the Multifamily Legacy Podcast will show you how. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Multifamily Legacy Podcast. I'm your host, Corey Peterson, and today is a beautiful day because I'm going to give it to you live. I'm going to... Uh, we're not having guests on the next couple episodes. We're not having guests. I'm just going to share the uh, high priest of the truth, how real estate investing happens. And today we're going to talk about, we're going to be referencing a podcast episode of Podcast 164. And that was where I talked about losing a deal. And we are now, I think, maybe two months from that episode, maybe a little bit longer, maybe not. And I got to give you a small update of where I'm at. I prophesied in that episode that I was going to take some lemons that were handed to me and start making some lemonade. Well, I'm here to tell you that magical moment is coming true because my friends, I have absolutely made some lemonade. And so we're going to talk about that. And I'm going to talk about why, like, we are halfway through the year. And I'm telling you right now, if you want your 2021 to shape out right and for you to get the level of success that you're looking for, you're going to want to pay attention because what I'm going to bring out next is going to be the game changer for you in your 2021 journey and getting that cash flow life going and starting, okay? But before we do that, a word from our sponsors. At Kahuna Investments, we partner with passive investors to create award-winning communities families love to call home. If you want to learn more about our company and our process, go to www.kahunainvestments.com and click the deal room. All right, we're back. So before we get started, though, I got to give a quick, I've not done a shout out on my um on the Apple, on the iTunes, so let me just jump on real quick and just got to give a couple shout outs. One goes to Billy1592. He says, wonderful narrative. This is an inspiring story about hard work, hard effort, and accomplishment. Corey P. always shares some wonderful experiences that will surely help us on our future investment deals. And then McLean says, excellent educational resource. I enjoy how the program focuses on fundamentals and particular data that investors should pay attention to when deciding which syndications to join. And by the way, that's something that is coming up. We're going to really talk about how to vet in detail the syndicator, how to find out if the juice is worth the squeeze. So we got some good stuff coming up. But today's episode, I'm going to talk about what I think is going to be your 2021 absolute must-do this year. And you've got to do it in spades, my friend, and that is broker relationships. I'm talking about not just having someone that you can call, but when you've got a broker giving you, you know, emails with emojis and like, you know, blow shit up and and let's do this and that kind of stuff, like he's invested with me, that is a difference. 
it's going from, oh, hey, we're just a transactional, I'm going to be the broker, you're going to be the buyer, and to where, no, it's a little bit different. Like, I think we're, I mean, we're friends, or at least we're making business easy. And I think that is going to be, like, I got to set it up for you. I'm in the middle right now of probably doing 70, maybe 90 million, right? But I know for sure $70 million worth of acquisitions this year that we're on track to do. And I'm going to say a little bit more than half. So a $17 million deal, $24 million deal, and another $24 million deal. That's $65 million. Hold on, because that's a new one that I'm not even counting. Oh my God, we're going to do, hold on, I gotta, so listen, right now, I'm in the middle of, I've got a $8 million deal under contract now, I've got a $12 million under contract now, I got a $17 million deal under contract, we just put under a $24 million deal, and then we've got another $24 million deal behind that once we close on the $17 million deal because it's the same seller and he wants to sell both of them, but we're going to transact on one and then transact on the other. That's $85 million. Guys, I'm telling you, it's going to be a wonderful, wonderful year. $65 million of those deals is coming from one broker. And you need to listen to episode 164 to hear the story because this is the update and I've not closed one yet but we're coming up we'll close I think next month and then we got like back to like a closing after that and closing after that and what you're going to see and once we close the first one I'm bringing the broker on the podcast so we can talk about it and we can talk about the journey and really from his point of view and his eyes on how we've done this and you know it's cool because broker relationships are it's more vital now. Like, look at where we're at in the economy. It is rough. It is overpriced in a lot of areas. And people are paying out the roof. So how do you find a deal in 2021? How am I getting ready to do $85 million worth of transactions in a market that's hot to trot? Well, listen up, okay? Because I'm going to give you... And if you go back, I'm not trying to push the other episode, but because it's probably my most raw, I think it's the best episode I've ever done, episode 164. So go back and listen to that and then come back and listen to the rest of this episode. Because here's what happened. I prophesied that when this broker that told me no, and I could tell that he wanted to say yes, and then I just took that relationship and I cultivated it. And he didn't mean no right then, even though it was no, but he needed to know, K-N-O-W, me better and more. And we got to that level and it didn't take long for us to get to that level. And now I've got a guy that I can text and talk to and communicate and doing, and all the $65 million worth of deals, by the way, are all off market. Hold on. Let me say it again. These deals are all off market deals. Now, <laughs> why does that matter? Because listen, as soon as you bring in competition, you might be overpaying. Listen, this is 
going to be my best year ever. I know this because I know it's going to happen. I'm going to buy $85 million worth of deals this year. And five years from now, I'm going to make, let's say I just double, because I think I'll double on every property that we buy this year, at least double, meaning 160, 170, $170 million five years later. Dude, that's check out. That kind of money, my friends, is check out. Now, I'm not going to check out. I'm just going to keep checking, my friends, because that's what I love to do. I love the game. But gosh damn, how fun is it to play and to play it at that level, my friends, that level. Now, listen, for some of you guys, when I'm talking about this big money deals, I want you to remember, go back to episode one, because daddy didn't start like with a silver spoon in his mouth. And I've worked really, really hard. And I've been working multifamily for 10 years. Probably, no, going on 11. 11 years, going on 12. And I'm just now starting to hit a stride that's really cool. Really cool. Where I'm owning most of my GP. I'm raising fairly cheap capital. And I like to say I'm doing it and doing it well. And setting myself up for a life that is so good, so enjoyable, and it comes down, the reason why I'm going to win this year and why it means so much is because of broker relations. And here's the best part about that. So, you know, in this broker, his name's Chris. I'm not going to say his last name, but his name's Chris. Chris has become a real good asset for me, right? And here's the truth. I'm going to make Chris a lot of money this year. A lot of money, a lot of easy money for him. And I'm not sure if how he splits it up and with his partners and everything like that, but when they're off market deals, I don't think that he's got his brokerage in play. I'm almost confident that he doesn't. So he's making probably even more money for himself by not doing it this way. So that's what's in it for him. And what I've demonstrated to him is my ability to close. When I look at back of why, you know, why is this guy helping me out? Why is there's a little bit of combination, right? And I think this is another, we're going to go on a little side tangent of why you should have a platform, right? So I did that episode 164 and it was raw off the cuff right after he told me that I didn't win this deal. And I was so mad. I was so pissed off. And then I just went and recorded it. And, but in it, I had to turn, I had to change. I had to take that negative and I had to somehow find the goodness in it. And when you start, and that's really how life works, by the way, when you're getting some apples or some lemons and you've got to eventually say, I got to make lemonade that you have no other choice as an entrepreneur. We all get times that suck, but it's how you handle that adversity that makes you grow and rise to be a great phoenix. And that's exactly what happened. I didn't feel good. I didn't like the outcome, but I started to tell myself and remind myself that I was going to win. And win, my friends, I have. Because I was able to get a couple deals, actually four deals from one broker, all off market, and then he believed in me. So, but 
part of the reason why he believed in me is after I recorded that episode, like daddy didn't raise no dum-dum. You know, I was like, man, we're just kind of talking off the cuff. I was like, dude, this is so funny because once he gave me that first off-market deal, that he gave me three deals. And I was like, while I was on that podcast on 164, I was like, dude, he gave me three deals. One of them is going to work. And guess what? One did. One absolutely did. That's going to be a really a home run. And so is the one behind it. So is the one behind it. And then he gave me another deal from a different buyer that, again, is going to like crush. Crush in a way that these deals cash flow. And I mean, I got one deal that I'm looking at that we're buying for 17 million and he's given me a CBRE appraisal that was done in February for $25 million. Now, who does that? Someone that truly understands and believes in you and that had some good friends as well that needed to sell and everybody's selling for different reasons. And, you know, some people want like, so shed some light on this first buyer. The first deal that we got under contract for 17 million Seller, I'm sorry, the seller, just shed some light on that seller. You know, older gentlemen, there's two uh, partners, and they're just ready to check out. They're ready to check out. They've been together for a long time. They're, you know, they're up there at age. And, um, you know, it's a good time to sell. We just came, and this is a student housing property. And we just got through COVID. And I think they're, just, they're ready to roll. Like it was, they got through it. You know what? They're ready to just kind of get liquid. And so the, it was a great timing. But why didn't I get that deal? Why, out of all the people that the broker knew, why did I get that deal? I think it's because of this. Number one, if you can let the broker know your buy box, if that broker understands what you buy, how you buy it, and if what your experience level is. And I think because I didn't win that first deal, but I went through the whole process because Chris, the broker, had a of the listing for the REO. There was a, a real a bank owned property that was student housing. And because it was bank owned, I had to go through a lot more formalities of proofing up myself, my company, my experience, the amount of money we raise and how we raise our money and where our money is at. I mean, it was all full tilt, like <laughs> You know, like here is all the stuff we had to show it and talk about it and discuss it in multiple calls. And I think the way we handled ourselves, even though he didn't pick me or the bank didn't pick me in the end, it wasn't the broker, but the bank had to make the final decision. And the other guy was giving, showed all proof of funds for his $8 million raise. And I had like four and a half million. I was going to syndicate the rest. And so my syndicated offer didn't win with a bank-owned property. I get it. But what did work was everything else. You know, and I think that was important because he saw that someone that knew what he was doing, that knew the niche, he knew that I could perform. And he felt good about giving me a pocket listing. Someone that, because, so he told me, and this is really, I mean, I've, I'm seeing it play out in my eyes is that he's like, Corey, I've got some friends. That's how he described him, as friends. I already like this broker because he's coming from the heart. He's like, I've known these guys for a very long time. I've done lots of deals with them. They're good people. 
They're ready to sell. And, you know, I wanted to bring them you. That's how it went. It was really cool because when you really know that you got an off-market deal, it's like, he's like, let's set up a joint call with you and the seller. And listen, anytime, and I mean any time that you can talk face-to-face, not face-to-face, I guess, call the call, or yeah, we didn't do a Zoom call. We just did a regular call with the seller. That's usually a very, very good sign, a very good sign. And that's exactly what it, how it went. It was two older gentlemen that were really cool, that had been in the business for a long time, saw me as a decent buyer that had, you know, experience. And I didn't have their experience, but I had experience. I could prove to them without a shadow of a doubt that I knew what I was doing. And I had credentials. I had my loan guy, Aaron Mole. I had my whole team was there on display that we could articulate very clearly our performance, our past performance, and whether or not we could close. So in the seller's eyes, we were a bona fide buyer. And so that just made the conversations go really well. But also, a good broker will give you clues. And he coached me a little bit. He's like, hey, before the call, here's who these guys are. Here's their kind of hot buttons. Here's what they're looking for. Let's make sure we do a good deal. And basically what he's telling me is like, hey, listen, I've prepped this up for you. Don't screw it up. Here's their temperament. Here's what they're looking for. Make sure you talk about that and make me look good. I mean, that's really, make me look good. These are, I like you and I like my friends too that I've done lots of business for. Don't make me look bad. That's what he's saying. And close and transact and do what you say you're going to do. And so that's exactly what's happened. And because of that, now we have a $18 million deal. So I say, I've been saying $17 million. We actually, they negotiated while we were on that call, by the way. <laughs> I thought I was going to buy it for $17 million. They And I just remember this as I'm doing this podcast. I had to raise my price by a whole million dollars. But I'm still getting, I mean, it appraised for $24, $25 million from that CBRE appraisal and it's the truth it's worth every penny of that <laughs> so a mill here a mill there whatever right it doesn't matter when you're getting something for peanuts it felt like right i mean the day that i buy it i've got about four or five million dollars of equity i'm down with that idea my investors will be way down with that idea and so it works out really well but more importantly is those types of transactions are for 2021 if you're not focused on bringing those relationships to the table guys you're missing out and so let's talk about that for a minute so what did i do to really cultivate that conversation between me and and i've never met this guy i've never met chris i've never seen him face to face yet we have only talked through the phone text we've done a lot of texting and email. That is all the communication that I've had so far with this broker. Now, he lives in Austin. My sister lives in Austin as well. So we are planning on going out there in a couple months. And um, I'm going to go see my sister. But I'm definitely going to see the broker. I'm going to do it after we transact. You know why? Because I want to bring a gift, right? And I'm going to gift him. I actually am going to gift him one of my executive deluxe monopoly boards that i get on amazon guys 
I'm telling you, one of my favorite gifts. They have these deluxe Monopoly boards that are like full wood. It's like $349. It's like the executive version of Monopoly. It is the coolest board. Like, I love Monopoly, but it's like a showpiece. It's the showpiece Monopoly board. And it's so cool that I'm going to bring one of those as a gift. You know, it doesn't have much. It's not branded. It's just Monopoly, dude. But it's going to mean a lot to him. And like that to me is where it's at. So I want to present him that Monopoly board. But I'm telling you right now, if you're not going and trying to find ways to like really move your communication and what you're doing with these brokers. Now, I got to say that one of the first things, you got to be real. A lot of times, most people are not very authentic to who they really are right? They try to be this corporate, you know, show off that I'm a, you know, like, listen, you don't have to be that. Just be you. Are you ready for retirement? The majority of Americans are not. Failing social security and dated financial planning practices put strains on many retirees' finances. 46% of Americans admit they are not taking steps to prepare for the likelihood they outlive their retirement savings. Luckily, it's not too late. Diversify your portfolio. At Kahuna Investments, we partner with passive investors to create award-winning communities families love to call home. To learn more about our company and our process, go to www.kahunainvestments.com and click the deal room. I think it's the first mistake a lot of people make is like they put on this mask before they start and they talk to brokers and they forget to be this themselves. And like... I don't know how to do it any other way. You guys, if you listen to this podcast, you know you get authentically Corey every time. We talk about this all the time. I'm just authentic. It's who I am. And I'll tell you, and I believe this 1,000%, you will attract the right people and you will repel the wrong. So the brokers that I repel are the brokers I'd probably never get along with anyways. If they don't like my sense of humor and the way I do it, then they're not going to be, my stuff's not going to work. My stuff won't work with that broker. But my other, the stuff that I use, that stuff, right? That fast, nasty slider stuff, right? It works for the right broker, dude. He gets it. He catches it. He's like, dude, I'm throwing it right back. And it gives me the same heat, dude. Or it gives me that nasty spitball right back, dude. And like, and then we're in it and we're talking, we're texting and, you know, I'm making it fun. And we were like, we're starting talking shit, <laughs> you know? And I don't know how it goes there, but that's what it is. And it's kind of like, I don't know. So whatever works for you, but I'm just going to tell you, you got to be authentic no matter what you're doing. And I'm a family guy. So we talk about family. This guy's got kids and he's got a life. And, you know, and I try to, you know, find out what he likes to do for fun. And we're just having really good conversations. And so... I just can't say enough about how you advance your calls, right? And because I could have just been, I got that one deal under contract, but I let him know and say, this is important, guys. Because I'm a syndicator, you got to let them know that you are in looking for more deals. You have a bigger appetite to take down multiple deals. See, I listened to what he's looking for is, I want quick and easy paychecks. 
and then I produced you know what I believe is the right model. Now, here's the other secret of why I built a platform and why if you're listening and you know you have any level of success, I always say teach what you know. Start your own podcast, by the way. There's not enough podcasts out there. And listen, I know there's lots of multifamily podcasts, but start your own if, if that's your journey that you're on because you'll find your audience. You'll find someone that's paying attention to you and what you're saying, just like you guys are listening right now. But I sent the episode that I recorded to Chris and I said, hey, listen, man, your ears must be burning. I recorded this a couple weeks ago. I've been debating whether I should let you hear it or not, but I'm just going to do it. And so I sent him the podcast and he listened to it. <laughs> and because, I mean, I'm like, gosh, I mean, in that podcast, I go ape shit on him. And then I start to change. And it was really cool because I called him afterwards, uh, you know, a couple days later. And I was like, so what'd you think? And he started laughing, dude. And he was like, that is, it's one of the funniest things. I shared it with all the guys in the office. And like, it became a deal. But what it really did is make him believe. I think he went on to my podcast and saw my reviews and saw how many episodes that I had. And I think he paid attention because everything that I was talking about, how I syndicate, how I raise capital, all the things that I do started clicking for him that he saw me, my, wherever I was before that podcast, I think I raised in status at least three or four levels. Does that make sense to you guys? I believe that's what happened is I was at a decent level but then I got elevated three or four times in his mind, forget what I think, in his mind, I became more credible. And so, and he is now telling that story of what I did and what I do. And so, and I've already, now we've talked about it. It's like, hey dude, I'm gonna close that deal. I'm having you back on the podcast, like to have your real voice and to just lay it down on his point of view on how everything, because I've got my point of view of the way I see it, but what is his version of it? And I can't wait to unpack it. And it will be coming out, I think next month or probably be about six to seven weeks. We got to close first and then we'll bring Chris on. And I think we'll have one hell of a show. I think it'll be, it'll be super neat just to see from, you know, why he chose to pick and help me out. Because at the end of the day, that's what he's really doing. But I'm helping him out too. See, there's that commission piece again. What's in it for the broker? And, you know, a good deal is when everybody gets to win. And so his sellers are winning. They didn't have to go go through the pain of like on because that stuff's painful. Like I got to do all this and this and this and this and this and, you know, jump through hoops. And then I got to scare my staff. I don't want to scare my staff. And here's the other thing that was important in that first deal that the two ladies that are working there have been there for a while, and I can tell the owner cares about them. He really does. And we care about them too. Like we, inter I'm just like, dude, I love that you have older people at the property. And it really is. That's the truth. I don't like younger kids at a student housing property. I like older women. And that's what these two women were. And I think they're amazing. I think they're going to be great for the property. And so we were super excited. And I let them know that, that that was part of my recipe as well. And I think that made him feel good because listen, 
and they've owned it for like 10 years or so, I think, for a good amount of time. So they have a vested interest in these people. And I do too. I mean, that's just how it works. When you have good people that you that work for you, you like you want to take care of them. Even though they're working for a property management company, you still want, you know, at the end of the day, you want it to, to go well. And so I think that that was important to them that we were going to be delicate and handle the people really well. So we were able to demonstrate that. And that's why that broker call with the seller was so vitally important because there was a lot of things said, but there was a lot of things that weren't said that were conveyed, right? And that I think at the end of the day, because right after that call, I submitted a little bit better bid, which was that million, I say a little bit better, a milli, milli, milli. We did a milli on that and increased it. I knew that was the price. How do I know it was the price? Because Chris told me, <laughs> he told me that's the price that I needed to offer to make the deal. I put the numbers in my underwriting. It still spit it out massive cash flow and a massive upside. And so I was like, yeah, that's fine. Let's just do the deal. That's how in 2021, I think that's the only way that you win. I think if I was to put money on it, because it's hard enough to find good deals right now. I mean, there's so much competition. So I think I think I got an edge. I know I got an edge. And I'm just telling you, you can have an edge too. But you've got to develop relationships. It's a relationship game. We've talked about this. I've had Michael Becker on my show. You know, I talked about the unfair advantage of broker relations. I'm talking about it again in this episode. I'll keep screaming until the day I die about how important this is because this is a revenue generating you know thing that you do to make money it's finding deals and finding money that's the two things that you've got to do well in the multifamily game or you're not winning and so you know finding a deal is like finding gold finding money is how you find a big fat gp right like that's how you get your fat deals and by the way so we're talking about the $17 million deal that I'm going to do. How am I going to fund it? Well, here's the best part, right? Here's the absolute best part. I'm selling a deal. I've got a deal that I bought for $8.9 million three years ago in Yuma, Arizona, that we are under contract to sell in about 20 days, the 11th of July, for $20.3 bucks. 20.3 mil, right? That's a nice little from 8.9 to 20.3 in three years. How do we do it? We raised that NOI like a, I mean, oh my God, it's beautiful. It's beautiful. But we did the work. And because of that, we're selling and we're going to take, so we're going to make about $10 million profit of which I think $3 million is mine. It was what I take. I think I own 54% of my GP. So I'm going to make three. My other GPs are making close to three. And the rest of it's my investor capital, right? And what they're going to take home. And they're going to get paid nicely. And so we're going to take at least the investor portion of that money and put it into this new deal. So the cool part is we don't even have to raise any money or at least probably only a mil, a million. And that will be like, easy as turning on a faucet and then turning it quickly off again because here's the beauty of part of that is when you start hitting home runs when your deals start to like mature meaning 
you've kept them and you've done the value add. Now they're you've paid your investors along the way. Everybody's happy. Everybody's winning. Dude, listen, 95% of them stay the course. They're like, yep, I'm in on the next deal. Don't want to go anywhere like what we did. Let's do it again, right? That's the only thing that happens. And you normally get not only all their money, but all their back-end money too because they have their initial principal. But usually they're going to reinvest that additional payout at the end in your new deal. And so that's what's going to happen. So that's how we're going to fund the deal that we're buying for $17 million, right? And it's just a beautiful thing. I can't tell you how much I love this business. I'm telling you right now, this multifamily game can change your life. I'm telling you. I need you to believe me right now. I need you to think about, I know I've been talking elevated numbers, like big numbers. Don't let that scare you. You know the easiest way to get in a deal, by the way, is not to do it by yourself, is to find someone, some mentor, and partner with them. Why do you think I do my Kahuna boardroom? Why do you think I have a mastermind? Because I bring students in to that, and then I allow myself to partner with them. That's the easiest way to get into a deal. Find someone that you can link up with, add value, go find a deal, bring it to that person, let them close it. You work out as much GP as you can and start learning the game. That's the way you do it. And by the way, and you start learning how to raise private money. So I think, listen, there is no other way. That is the way. And listen, since you guys have made it this far, I don't know if I've done this in a while. If you're looking to, I would love to give you my book. I want to give you my book for free. So if you want my book, Copy Your Way to Success, Standing on the Shoulder of Giants, all you've got to do is you're going to text the word book, B-O-O-K, to 480-500-1127. Text the word book to 480-500-1127. Follow the prompts. We'll send you our book for free. Not free plus shipping, just free. All I ask is that you read it. Like, just read it. It's a great story. It's my hero's journey on how I started and how I become a multimillionaire. And I believe that, I believe you can do it too. I believe that all it takes is a little bit of will, some gumption, some resourcefulness, the willingness to take whatever it takes to get into your first deal And then to learn and and to put it into action, that's it. That seems like a small list, I think. I mean, but that's pretty much everything. It's really about your daily routine. What are you doing to move your needle forward? And, you know, to stop saying, I wish I could have, I should have, I just go do it. Do it. Be sloppy. You'll get better. I was a sloppy investor when I first started. I'm a much better investor now. I'm much wiser. I'm way more precise. I have better systems. And listen, Guess what? I'm still doing it too. I'm still a student. I have other people that are way better than I am that I still listen to. There's podcasts that I listen to. There's knowledge that I don't know. So I always want to be the stupidest man in the room. I do. I do. And then I go out and I teach what I know. Now I know quite a bit. I've had a pretty good track record, a lot of success. But I've also had a lot of failures. I've made a lot of mistakes. 
but I was never afraid to make the mistakes. And I'm telling you right now, as you're listening to this podcast, you can't be either. You've got to take the leap of faith. You've got to cross that chasm and then you've got to burn that bridge and never look back. That is the only way for success to happen for you is you got to put your mind, you got to make it a, a bulletproof thing and it's like a bulletproof vest. You got to surround yourself around your brain and, and your thoughts because I'm telling you, People are going to try to invade that brain of yours and tell you that you're not good enough, that you'll never be able to have it. And you're going to doubt and you're going to wonder if, is it worth it? And I'm telling you right now, as you're listening to this podcast, you're damn right it is. It is worth it. All of it. All of it, my friends. I'm living my freaking dream right now. The best, man. The best. As I'm recording this, you know, it's like nine... 49 p.m. I wanted to get a podcast out. I was just thinking about what's been going on lately. And, you know, I'm getting ready to go take a 14-day trip with my kids. We're going to go to Mount Rushmore. And we're taking our Jeeps. And, and we're just having a great time. And we're not in a hurry. We're going to go see America. And I'm so thankful that I got, I'm going to get this summer to do some really cool stuff. We're going to come back from that trip, wait about a week and a half, and go to Hawaii for 10 days. You know, we're going to come back from that trip and we're going to go back to Sturgis and ride motorcycles with my wife. We're going to come back from that trip and we're going to go, I think we're going back to Hawaii in November because it's my birthday. <laughs> and we're going to come back from that trip in March and I think we're going to go back to Hawaii <laughs> because that's where my kids like to go. And we're going to go to a different island. I think we're going to go to Maui. Normally we go to Kauai. I say all these things not to brag, right? But just so you guys can get a glimpse of this life and how amazing it is and how it's made by doing apartment syndication. So take the time, listen to these episodes, listen to what I teach and then meditate on it and then learn it and go get it and go to my website, Kahuna Wealth Builders. I got lots of things you can opt in and get for free. My quick start workshop guide. I mean, get plugged in, find something, find a mentor, join my mastermind. If you don't know how to do that, hit me up on Facebook, instant message me. I would love to share. I want to help. I think that's what I love to do. That's why I love this podcast is because I decided a long time ago that I didn't want to just have guests every show. I wanted to come out and just do it and say it and breathe it and let you guys live it. So I think that's the authenticity people are looking for. I think you're looking for it too. I hope you found it today. I hope this episode has made you think about, you know, those broker relationships and how to move that ball forward and how important it is for your success in 2021. I wish you the best, my friends. I wish you a happy journey, but I'll tell you, you've got to believe it first, right? It doesn't matter what I say. It's really those, that six to eight inches in between those two ears of yours. I'm telling you that is valuable real estate. You've got to protect it, guys. You have to sit there and focus on your dreams. you got to focus on it daily. Guys, if you believe it, you can achieve it. And your paradise is possible. Mm -hmm.